Uh, well, it's been a long time coming, I can tell you that much. You know, for somebody who's been dubbed as the most lethal finisher in Sevens Rugby, not just dubbed, the records are there, they speak for themselves. I mean, when you score an incredible 224 tries in just 203 World Series games, it makes you think, hey? I mean, that is more than a try machine, if ever there was one. But when you talk about an inspirational person, when you talk about a leader in the squad, and now, when you're talking about an entrepreneur, hey, this guy's even dabbling in wine. Yo, take this conversation. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be... It's, it's going to be bubbling on a different level. I can tell you that much. It's not just about what sheer pace that he has. And I think everybody that watches rugby has seen the pace that he possesses. I mean, r- ridiculous records. I think the last time I had a look, he was like clocking 100 meters and like 10.1 or something. But he'll tell me. I don't know. Maybe he's become quicker. Maybe even a guy like Ben Johnson. Eh? Remember, Ben Cigarette Johnson. Fastest guy until they caught him for drugs. And I'm like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Take it easy. I mean, obviously, he was a sprinter. I mean, he is top of his game as far as Severs is concerned. I mean, he's an enthusiast. He's a wor- his work ethic is unbelievable. He'll tell me if he still wants to go to Tokyo. The Olympic Games are there. I mean, this man dabbles between, you know, the 15-man game and the Sevens. And I'm sure if it wasn't for rugby, he might well be at the Olympics as a specialist sprinter. I mean, when people talk about speed explosive, you talk about this gentleman we are about to chat to. He's amongst the fastest rugby players in the world. Like I said, yesterday and the day before, I was trying to look for the records. I was like, ah, what? I saw 10.6 seconds in the 100 meters. And he was aged 17 then, without any specialist training. And he runs. And you clock 10.6. But you know what? Life has led him to a different path, to being a rugby player. I mean, he's also determined to become like 15 Springbok, cement himself in the Stormer squad. There's so much happening around... I don't even know how much time he gets for himself. Sebadon Sinatla, good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good evening, Ralph, man. How are you? Oh, I'm just excited, man. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> you're, you're like the hardest man to find. <laughs> Your interlude had me crackling. I just couldn't resist, but just to have a crack. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's did been I, a did, long time coming, Rob. I wish I was did I did I speak any lies? <laughs> I know, I uh, know. And underlying, underlying, but yeah, let's call it facts for now. <laughs> I guess we'll I guess we'll figure out while, while we have a chat. I know we've got all up until half past seven to 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 chat to you, and I want to thank you so much, man. Like I say. I've had the highest level of respect for you, the individual that you are, the sportsman that you are, the human being that you are, the kind of impact that you've had for society. And we never, ever underestimate 
that that you've given to society, uh, Siabello. So having you on the show was really cherry on top, man. And you're listening to Metro FM on Radio 2000. Send us any questions, 0605842250. This is finally happening. How are you feeling, man? Are you safe? Are you clear? Are you keeping your social distancing and sanitizing? Uh, thank you so much for the introduction, by the way. I, I never really got to thank you. I just cracked, and I never really got to that. So thanks for that. I'm really humbled, man, to hear such words from an icon like you. But as, as you've been saying, it's, it's been a long time coming. We, we should do this. Like, properly heavy-seated, have a proper chat um, in person. Yeah. But obviously, you can't, Marcel. Uh, we'll have yeah. to do with this. Um, I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you so much. I've been keeping well, you know, well sanitized. I have, like... 10 masks, I think, because, yeah, we're rolling around and going everywhere, trying to, you know, keep on with the training, trying to keep safe as well in the same breath. Um, there's, there's a lot happening as well, like trying to, you know, get the one to be out there again, so we're producing. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's been a lot happening in my and um, but doing so safely, I must say. How are you doing? Or are you okay? No, I'm great, man. I've been broadcasting from some game reserves since March, um, and I'm still here. And chill, no problem at all. We have to uh, respect the fact that uh, in a broadcast uh, facility um, as big as the SABC, things could happen, as we were seeing mm. things happening right now. And it's, I mean, this is, like I said, this is an invisible enemy, an invisible virus. Nobody can see it, uh, but when it attacks, hey, man, it, it, it has all I sorts th- of repercussions. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so dangerous and um, disappointingly for our people because I think it seems like we've actually relaxed a little bit. The fact that we're not mm. seeing anything physical um, gives us the illusion that this thing is not here. Um, right. But as we hear about you know, more and more people that we know that are getting the virus and are sadly passing us, uh, it's, it's, now it's coming real. And I think the fact that it's invisible is a reason why it's so deadly. And so it mustn't let down. It shouldn't at all. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I, you see, I mentioned, I mentioned these animals and then they start walking around. Okay, <laughs> let me just... Let, <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, 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 hey. They were just walking past. They, they're being taken to their place. So in, in the next few minutes, they'll be very, very quiet. Sorry about that. Uh, we've yeah. This, oh, like okay, I said, see, this is where I've been camping, my friend. Since March, uh, I've been here, uh, but they've been behaving. Uh, I choose the right times. Hey, I don't mess with these animals, Bob. <laughs> <very, very laughs> no, as soon, as soon as you mention them, then they start sticking out. So I guess yeah, if you no. just you know mask them and not say anything about them, then they'll keep quiet. I tr- I Let's try and do this show. Time as quietly as possible <laughs> so but it <laughs> but and i'm not you know what? About making you laugh eh? no don't worry about it let's have fun let's enjoy this i mean it's, this is your conversation this is your story it's a fascinating story as well and whenever i saw um Riebeckstadt high school i thought to myself was siabello you know being lectured or schooled in afrikaans tell me about this Riebeckstadt uh, high school yeah, it's it's a multilingual school, um, a public school. Uh, went there, then we were start, obviously, it's a suburb in Balcom. Yeah. So went there, predominantly, we had had English-speaking people at the school, but subsequently, you know, the assembly was more Afrikaans, <laughs> because obviously mm-hmm. it's a whole school. 
Um, mm-hmm. But we had both languages, English and Afrikaans, um, kind of like competing for a spot. I say, like, sometimes it's a 60-40 to English, sometimes it's 60-40 to Afrikaans. But it was very bilingual and very, very mixed. Um, yeah, so that's where I had my schooling. You know, wonderful years of my life. Um, I made my, my final year in 2010, uh, the World Cup. Uh, best, uh, I reckon for me, that was best year of my life. It was, it was amazing. The whole year was just mm-hmm. magical. Uh, for a country as well, it was just good times, man. Whenever I seek, you know, some sort of good feeling, I kind of like reminisce to that time. 2010 was the year for South Africa. We were so happy as a country. Unbelievable time. Uh, and, and, you know, I actually posted early on, on on Instagram. I just came across, you know, thankfully, somebody who was part of uh, the Nike brand who was there when we were at the, you know, the Nike stadium in Soweto uh, when we had a chat with the now late Kobe Bryant. And I thought to myself, you know what? 2010 was great. I mean, we had Kobe Bryant here in Soweto at the same time that the World Cup was going on. You know, how much more could we ask for? And then 10 years down the line, he's no longer with us, but we have a worldwide pandemic. People are dying, and I'm like, how the world changes. We've got to appreciate every single step. And and the one thing that I wanted to find out, though, I mean, when you looked at your participation, uh, especially within the Griffins, the, the youth, the weeks that were there at under 16 and under 18. How, how and when, though, did the family decide that, you know what, there's a potential career here in this boy? As young as he is, we can see something already mushrooming. Um, I think mom fought it until 2012, basically. So she was fighting it until I basically became poor. Um, but saying that, you know, the support was always there. Um, I was always well supportive of my parents. They knew I loved sport. I was always an active child. Like, I played anything and everything I could literally lay my hands on to. Um, so part of, sport was part of my life um, to art. I was, I was literally a very active child. Played rugby since I was about nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I played as well at school. And, yeah, I was just playing a social media requirement instead of nothing serious at that point. And it only became serious only after school when I went to Amun Sports Academy, which is the building ground for Griffins, as you mentioned. And I was making these teams, and I was making these under-16 teams, the Grand Home Week, I was making those teams. I made the Academy Week. Unfortunately, I went to school early, so I didn't. Uh, I wasn't eligible to play in the Craven Week because I was 17 then, so I was playing Academy Week. But I always played those teams, and... Yeah, rugby was a thing, but it was not really a thing for my mom because she's an educator. So she was pushing schools like, wait, school, school, school. <laughs> so when I went to the academy and I kind of found myself, you know, doddling at CUT because I, I scored myself a scholarship there. She was happy. She was like, yes. Mm. And I was like, mom, you see, I can play this thing and you don't have to pay for my tutors. So, you know, it's a win-win situation. I was just like, yeah, whatever. And when the school is involved, I'm happy. Um, fast forward to that year, I found myself um, at the Springbok 7, for 200 asylum. And it is a different story for my mom, right? There's no school anymore. Now it's serious now. <laughs> I had to actually bring Paul True to the house to physically come and talk to my parents back in Balcom to convince me to, to come and play there. So it's, it's been a very interesting journey for me. Um, a wonderful journey. I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Learned a lot. I gained a lot. And yeah, I think it made me the man that I am today.
I mean, it's amazing, though, purely about school, and you exclude the rugby for two seconds, uh, Siabel, what were you looking to study, like, after school? Let's say rugby didn't happen, and it was purely going to be an academic journey and an academic ride. What were you going to be focusing on and becoming? Certainly um, something in the accountancy type of line, so something financial. I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers, and they love me too, um, surprisingly. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> something within that realm, um, I think I would have... And I love, you know, that, that corporate type of feel, the dressing up. I love dressing up. I love having a suit yes. on. And so it just looked right, you know, that dress up, corporate, you know, dealing with numbers. It sounded about right. And, 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 and I love the fact that you say that the numbers love you and you love dressing up because as part of our conversation after the news, we will focus then on brand Siabelo Sinatla because my oh my, have you made such an impact that after rugby, your brand is going to speak volumes. Talking briefly though, we, we've got about 60 seconds before news, having to move to the Cheetahs. Uh, where you played in the Varsity Cup uh, and also the Cheetahs in in the youth teams as well. And they they made you focus on sevens instead of uh, uh, carrying on with the 15s uh, game. Did you find some form of reluctance from your your side or were you quite happy to adopt to the sevens game? I was very happy to adopt. Um, I came from Omni Sports Academy, which is is where players like Blanco... Uh, the pre and social Africa came from. So I saw that as, you know, kind of like overlaying in the same path that they, they walked in. So I was very, very excited, actually. For me, it was a, it was kind of a stepping stone to reaching newer heights. Um, so I used it as that. I used it as... I stayed longer than <laughs> than I should have um, if I wanted to call it a stepping stone. Uh, someone made it my home uh, because it was that lovely. Uh, but yeah, I was very happy to, to actually play sevens. If I had to say to a youngster, like give a youngster advice, I'm the place in my position or in the back line, I'd, I'd 100% recommend sevens um, any day. The development you go through there is, is second to none. Oh, the conditioning that you go through. My goodness, I think there's a lot of sevens rugby player that doesn't have an eight-pack. Never mind a six-pack. You guys, I think even your earlobes have got six-packs. All right, we're going to hold that conversation right there. Sia is my guest tonight. Keep those voice notes coming through 0605842250. He's my guest up until the end of the show. So we'll keep it going on because you know what? He is going to be branching off brand Sinatla will be taking the world by storm. Uh, find out more about what it is that he has in store for us. Hey, good evening, Robert, and uh, good evening uh, to Siabelo Sonatla. You're speaking to Libra here in East London. Siabelo, uh, can you please tell us, um, as the listeners, that burning ambition, that burning fire, that uh, you can only... Um, <laughs> That, that you can only hear, uh, that we can hear that ambition to play for the Springboks. Is that ambition still there? Uh, considering that uh, South Africa has a, a wide pool of wingers. We've got Mapimpi, we've got Colby, we've got uh, Smongosi, we've got a lot of wingers. So is that ambition to play for your country 
are still there because I read an interesting article uh, where you say that uh, you know you want to play for your country, you want to play for the for the Springboks. So is that burning fire? That ambitions to box uh, still there, uh, still burning out. Uh, thank you very much, Robert. It's Libra here in East London. Thank you. Good evening, Robbie Marawa, and the producer Pevel Mapanga. Let me greet the main man, the Sabala Sinatla. Robbie, I just want to say to the guy, we've we've enjoyed watching him running, scoring tries left, right, center. But the question which I wanted to ask him is, who is fast between him and Brenna Bana? Because Habana used to run, Baba. And this guy also running. But who's faster between him and uh, Brenna Bana? It's your boy, Kokocho Whiskey. I'm here in Tembisa. All the way from Ramalapo, Sukhwing, Polokwan and Mpopo, Ola, Tarop. Yes, Marwa, can you ask Sesenata there, is the transformation in food, uh, I mean rugby? Because as blacks, we don't see transformation, we just hear the word transformation. Whether there is transformation and its white uh, counterparts, how does they behave amongst the 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 the, the, the black swat without a today. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. Good evening, Mr. Senata. I have some question for you, Mr. Senata. Uh, you've been in rugby game for far too long, and uh, you were so disciplined. What kept you going, Mr. Senata? And it looks like you're not gonna fall now in rugby. What's your secret, Mr. Senata? Advise other rugby players and other sportsmen, please. Thank you. This is Moses Mukwena of Hamukwapaida. All right, so all sorts of voice notes that are coming through, piles and piles of them. I told you he's a very popular gentleman. Why? Because he is so good. Why is so brilliant? Of course, uh, Siabelo Sanatla as my guest tonight. And 0605842250. Can you say that, Thank you so much for the news. And uh, do send more of those voice notes. We'll check out what's happening on Twitter as well. Siabelo, let's dive straight into these. Let's kick them as quickly as possible because there's so much. But I didn't know you were as popular as the then Madiba when you were still alive. But yo, it's my all you, and that. it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> Libra was asking about your ambition to play for the box. He says, is that fire and passion and desire still there? 100%. Now, now even more than ever, I think. You know, it's... He chatted about, you know, having great wingers now instead of Kenrock B, which is amazing because there used to be a shortage. We used to rely solely on Brian and uh, JP in the days, and we had no replacement. Now suddenly there's a pool of six players that you can choose from. Uh, the competition is stiff, the tie. And that's great. That's really great for us because what it does for each individual is it lifts up our game because you know there's, some, there's either someone behind you or someone literally in front of you. So literally, they just forces me to, to go even harder and, and try even, even harder than I've ever uh, done before. And between you and Brian Habana, that was a question that came from Coco Joe Whiskey who was, uh, from Limpopo was saying that uh, between you and Brian Habana, who was faster? <laughs> you know, I come, a, I come from a very respecting home. So my mother always told me to respect my elders. So I'll give it to Brian. <laughs> Come on. It, it, it's got to do with the numbers and the figures. Remember, 
the last time I remember when, when Brian Abena ran the 40-meter sprint, he did it in 4.58. And you, Ooh. in 100 meters, you did it in 10.6. Yeah, that's, that's interesting numbers, actually. 4.5 is actually quite quick on a 40. That's the crazy. thing is, I haven't ran, I haven't ran 100 in, in years. The last time I ran it was when I was 17, like in high school, and it was a 10.6. Mm. Um, the 40 meters, the last time I was tested properly was when I was um, 19. I was in the 20 Springboks uh, group, the, the juniors. I ran it at a 4.6, so 4.6 here. So that's pretty close. Plan is this fastest was a four five eight. So I don't know now. I feel like I'm faster now because obviously there's so much power and all of that technique coming through. Uh, back oh. then it was literally as you called it, it was Dijima, <laughs> and then you just um, <laughs> so I don't know. It, it'd be pretty um, interesting exercise to actually you know look into. Interesting comment as well. Listen to this though, because talk about pace. Uh, yeah, listen, listen very carefully. Now, a first carry for Sadakwa. Look at the pace of the man. Takes it over the halfway line. Can he go all the way here? Oh, what a start. Sayabello Sadakwa is a flying machine. You heard, you heard what those commentators are calling you a flying <laughs> machine. <laughs> So you're not uh, you going to be messing around with that. You, you guys are always dramatic, Rob. You guys are always dramatic. We're not dramatic. We appreciate. You know, Babatina, <laughs> we can hardly run to the bathroom. When are you running in 10.6? <laughs> no, we, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. Obviously, we work super hard at it to, to refine it um, and try to yeah. actually do exactly that. Yeah, entertain you guys because that's what we do entertainers so we we work hard to try and entertain you guys and give you so much joy because that's what we do as well so much joy so much hope i know a lot of my work that i do is is instilled in you know inspiring hope um that's my mantra i always try to inspire hope with whatever i do so i'm thankful that we we are reaching somewhere and touching you guys where we want to touch you guys No, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we love sport and we love sport across the board. I mean, even if it's pigeon racing, my friend, you know what? I'll be in the front row and be cheering <laughs> for whatever the pigeon is that's racing. Now, here's a serious question that came through. Um, the gentleman didn't leave his name, but he was asking about transformation, saying that, do you see market transformation in rugby these days? Because from where he sits, he hears about it, but he doesn't see it. I absolutely see it. I really do. Um, looking at, I'm I'm talking under correction because I'm speaking from my experience and where I've been. Um, I've come from the free state, you know, where a lot of people don't um, originally play soccer. We into, I mean, rugby we into soccer uh, more times yeah. than often. So rugby is predominantly a white man's sport, and we kind of like the few ones that sorted through. Coming from that area and coming to the Western Cape, where you know rugby is quite a thing, um, and being the Springbok Seven setup, which you know, it's very diverse. The setup there, that because that's why there was never a problem, you know, with them when government went back and you know searched rugby because it's really so diverse. 
Um, going there and obviously translating into Stormers rugby, um, also very diverse. Uh, I'm going back to the freestyle now, as as old as I am. I'm going back there and checking out, like in the streets, in the township. Now people are playing rugby in the township. It's so amazing to see. Wow. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's why I say, yes, there is transformation, because you never saw things like that. I used to kick the round ball myself. Um, so seeing stuff like that, I can confirm that, yes, there is transformation because that's where it starts. It starts in the development phase where, you know, people have little to nothing and yet they're making a rugby ball with something. And that's why I'm basing my, my opinion on but it must have also made you proud as well with the Rugby World Cup that we saw last year where, yes, there's a Springbok captain who's black. There's Abo Lukanyo. There's a whole host of rugby players there that are of color, which we never saw before. Because if you go mm. back to 95, you know, we always talk about the now late Chester Williams. And he was the only real shining star as far as a link to about Daki are concerned. And yet yeah. today we can we can really proudly say that, you know, things have changed. They really have. They really have. Just looked at the looking at the numbers from the two thousand nineteen World Cup squad. Um, there was a lot of, you know, black and colour players inside there. Um it, it almost came to a point where it was almost I don't know the figures, um so I stand corrected. Mm. It was almost like uh, equal numbers. And that's amazing to see that because that's a true reflection of our population and our country, right? So that's amazing to see. And it's amazing to see more black people, you know, entering the sport. And the sport that was labeled a women's sport is now becoming universal, which is amazing. Tell me about the question Moses was asking about discipline, because that is one of the factors about you that I've always recognized and acknowledged through the years, is your ability to focus and to be disciplined. And, and, and really not be swayed by too many different things that are potentially going to be distracting you. And you've been that role model, uh, Sibel. If nobody's told you, we're going to be telling you right now on this show that you've been that role oh, model man. that people have looked up to. And Moses, I agree with him. Your discipline, he says, where do you get that from? How would you advise other players who are coming up who are listening to the show right now? I think that discipline comes with with what you have set up for yourself, where do you see yourself, um, what type of goals do you have for yourself? Um, if you don't have any vision or if you don't have anything uh, to look forward to, then you won't have that discipline because anything goes like. Right. So when you have clear set goals and uh, clear set objectives, you kind of like know where you're going and you kind of like know what it needs to get there. So there is no time to to scratch the self-discipline out. You have to be self-disciplined mm-hmm. to get there because you know exactly what it takes. So I think it's it's that. It's that clear vision that I've always had. Um, I've always knew where I wanted to go. And my goals and objectives are very, very clear. I know what needs to happen and when and how. So whenever I'm feeling, you know, I'll, I'll normally say that self-discipline is more important than motivation because motivation mm-hmm. is, it comes and goes. You know, some days you feel like it, some days you don't. So you don't have time for that with self-discipline. Self-discipline, that you have profound. to do it. No, no matter how profound. you're feeling. Yeah, so that's, that's that how I'm interested in. And, yeah. and I think that's how I've been going about my business. Wandi Lemtana on Twitter says, Sinatla is a true 
epitome of African Renaissance. He's led our Sevens team with distinction through his sensational performance in international stage. His speed would be essential for Springboks, and his uh, ambition would benefit as well. The national team says a true inspiration. So there again, um, a thumbs up coming through from uh, one okay. of our listeners. Uh, Theo as well. Theo Smusa says that Rob, can you ask the speedster from Valcom? Uh, it says what still Oh, I, I think the words got mixed up here. <laughs> We're still on his list as far as Olympics <laughs> are concerned. Uh, does he still uh, plan on playing abroad uh, for a club in France, maybe in the top league or in Japan. I mean, you and the in the previous, you got bronze the last time you were at the Olympic Games, uh, Sinatla. What, what about the Japan or, I mean, Tokyo Olympics? Yeah, like, it, that, that question is, is, I think it's very important because I'm entangled myself. Uh, the Olympics were supposed to happen this year and then the pandemic, uh, the pandemic came and we had to transfer to next year. So, it kind of like clashes with uh, other goals because the Lions series is next day as well, and I'm hoping you know to be part of that. So it's it's quite a sensitive topic for me right now. Um, but I would I would actually love if I can, I would love to to do both. And if I'm chosen for both, actually, I think that's a starting point. Uh, but the Olympics is is very much in the in the in the, in the plans. Um, I went uh, in 2016, as you said, Rob and got a bronze uh, with the Sevens team, I was not entirely happy with that because I felt like we had the potential to, to actually get gold. We had a very, 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 very good team uh, back then. And also, personally, for my game, I felt like it was the best that I was, I've ever felt in my life in 2016. And to about out in the quarterfinals, I had a, um, a wrist fracture in the quarterfinals, so I couldn't take part in the rest of the games. So I got bronze model by default, not because I actually, you know, took part physically in the in the third and fourth playoffs. So it is something that actually, you know, bothered me for quite a while because um, I didn't actually. I felt like I didn't earn it as much as I was there, yes, with the team, but I didn't physically earn it, and I wanted to actually earn it. And this time, and goal. So it's still in the right, and uh, it's a heavy goal of mine. And I, I do hope, though, that you do make it. I really, really think to to cap off what has been such a, a remarkable journey in rugby, I, I think a gold medal would really suit you. You know what? Let's Imagine move away that. from all of that. I, 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 want to, I want to spend the last seven minutes with you chatting about this new chapter because you've kind of off-ramped, not really because you felt the need to, but because it aligns. You know when they talk about alignment yes. and they talk about brands and how they align? Now, I was fascinated last year. All of a sudden, I saw, hey, you know how my scorpions work. But you know, somebody <laughs> sent me a screen grab. <laughs> and they were like, hey, guy, this guy's got a, a wine and it's called Glory and, and so on. I mean, you've got your own signature series of wines. Tell me more about that. What's, what's happening behind the scenes? Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that we ventured into. And yeah, it's, it's been one of my interests ever since I've started staying in Stellenbosch. I guess, you know, quite influenced by that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's been one of my interests. And my whole, my whole notion or my whole story behind that was to, because I'm kind of like leaving sevens, you know, I'm in the third phase of my career, which is going to focus solely on 15s. I wanted to, 
you know, create some sort of moment for my seventh career. And I didn't want to write something like a book, you know. It was just that mm. um, I wanted something really special that, you know, that would be new and something that I really enjoy. So I kind of linked the two and it made perfect sense. So when I went to uh, the winemaker, I was like, listen, I'm looking for something that's going to commemorate my seventh career. So the brand should, should have seven cultivars. And she was like, what? Seven wow. cultivars? I'm like, yes, because that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. So it's a weird, it's, it's a weird mix to, to have, and it's, it's quite a lengthy process as well to get that right. So yeah, we took about a year plus to, to find the right mix, and yeah, man, we here's Glory. Here's Glory, and uh, just to give some more insight to Glory, I'm, I'm a man of faith, so when I say glory, it's yeah. not my glory. Yes, it is a glorious time. Yes, it is wonderful. But um, ultimately, I do things for God's glory, and that's for His glory. So that's that's where the name come the name comes from. And oh. obviously, glory is glory is also an extension of celebration. Um, so I want to go back, and you know, I wanted to give back from my seventh career and give it to people. So when people Look at my seventh career and look at this one bottle and put they should put themselves actually in that um situation. So it's, it's all about overcoming, it's all about becoming. And I want you to look at your situation and come like, yo, I've overcame. Here's a moment of glory and obviously have a toast of the uh, one. That's the little picture I've had. It's very um <laughs> it's very uh what's the word? It's very um it's a very bold picture, but that's that's how glory yes. came about. You know what, I was taken aback because, you know, once in a while you have this sip of wine and, 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 and one has always marveled at idiom. Now, idiom, whether it's um, a Cape Land or Shiraz or Cape mm. Sab, whatever it is, I've always was like, wow, it's not really a commercialized wine, but mm. it is out there. And I see that you pretty much align to that family. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we try to do. Uh, we try to align ourselves closely with a lot of people and everything that we do. I think the first uh, point of call is the person. Um, so we yes. try to align ourselves with, with them because we saw ourselves inside them um, and that's how it started. It's, you know, the wines are amazing and the way of thinking and the way they do the wines as well is, is literally offshore. So. That's that's what we envision ourselves to do as well. So it's great to mix up with that um, with that mix and come up with something that that's amazing as glory. You would probably hate me for the rest of your life if I didn't touch on <laughs> on maybe something that is so close to your heart, and that is dressing up. Yo, I've seen some of the suits <laughs> as well that you've had. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about that line, though, because I'm thinking to myself, this is so unique, but obviously you've got to be in shape because you can't be rocking these things, and everything is just yeah. out of place. But, I mean, well, the, the lines are so clean right? and so on. Yeah, no, I think fashion is, is something that, that I've been actually interested in since I was young. Um, I think I take it from my mom because she made sure when you stepped at the house that you look good. And she always said, you know, always yes. look good, man. When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you do good. So I've, I've always taken that up. And I've always been, you know, interested in dressing up and fashion, a lot of that stuff. There's no line yet from our side. Um, so we're still in the bare bones of trying to figure out which way we're trying to go. But... 
in the near future, trust, trust, we're gonna, we're gonna have something because it's something that I enjoy. And as I've said previously, you know, with, with all the things that I'm venturing at, I'm trying to make it a, an extension of me. You know, it should be things that I like, things that I enjoy. Um, some, somehow it feels like I'm giving more of myself to the world, uh, which I love doing so much. I love, you know, pouring out myself, uh, to the world and just giving, uh, the world more of Sabiana because there's so much to Sabiana than the rugby player. I feel like there's so much to offer and that's what I'm trying to do. And, and that's what we're trying to extract from this chat. And I'm glad that we've been able to, in the time that we've had, to really cover all the bases. Because at the end, as we start to wrap it up, Siabello, the, the one thing that I have to ask you is that about the brand, your, your brand and where you hope to see it. If I had to have a conversation with you five years from now, where would you want to see the Siabello Sanatla brand? In plain, simple terms, I'm not, I'm not going to even, you know, delve a little bit deep in that. I literally want to see the Siabello Sanatla brand at a world stage. Um, because it is possible. I think we, yeah, we, we, we see ourselves not fit or not legible to be on that stage. Um, and we can, we can. And I think for us right now, while the, the eyes are on Africa, we, we can actually delve into that and, you know, spare the bunches a little bit. That's something that we're very shy to do. Um, so that's, that's something that I'm exploring. So I just want to see myself out there and on the world stage. Where can people have a sneak peek of a lot of what you're doing? Just give us a, a, a quick sense of where we can catch up with you, your social media platforms, etc. Uh, yes, you can follow the journey at, um, on Twitter and, and Instagram at Siabella Sinatra underscore, Siabella underscore Sinatra, actually. Also on Twitter is the same handle, Siabella underscore Sinatra. You can follow the journey there. I'm still in the course of, you know, formalizing something that's going to tie everything up. We have something like Match Kit, uh, by the way, that's, that's like a hub for all the social media content. And you can also go there to have encourage done. Mm. I mean, your strategist, uh, Tilden Bungani, describes you in a way that I want to end the show because for people that might not be able to describe you, I think... Um, Ubungani was able to sum it up quite nicely. Courageous, aspirational, and charismatic. Describes you as unique. You do not fall into the general mold of what a South African rugby athlete is. He has a great story to tell about his career thus far, and is open about his ambitions, and is not afraid of failure. And I think, in summary, that is what you've given us today. Somebody who was fearless on the field, but Hey, Baba, we, we, we're very afraid of what you're about to do off the field, eh? <laughs> no, it's, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. I'm, I'm really excited about this journey. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of ups. We're going to have a lot of downs, like anything in life. Um, but ultimately, we'll get there. One of our regular listeners, Rams Mabote, sent a tweet who says, this man is the kind of leader that we should thrust in front of youth to just marvel at his achievements, work rate, determination, and humility. He says, thanks for having him on the show. And that's from one of the most respected journalists. Uh, that's Rams oh, Mabote. Nice. And, uh, Thank you so but, much. But, but you know that the day you decide to retire, we're going to have a full-on, oh, 
Man, it's going to be one of those Listen, interviews Miguel, that I'm, is... I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for... That's what I said in the beginning. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sad that this is not a proper sit-down. We are getting to feel the energy because I really, really love your energy, man. And what you Thank do you as so well, like, I know you... I know you're always, you know, passing it to us as, but like, Mr. Rob, what you what you are and what you're doing for the Raskin sport is is beyond words. I really cannot describe it. And I know you always, you know, pushing us and commending us, but today is your day. Thank you so much for being the person that you are. Listen um, to this listen guy. Listen to this man. <laughs> no, like, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I have to. I'll, Thank you so much. I go out of the show without saying that I, I would have I not done my job. Um, I'm not to commend you. Keep on doing the work that you're doing, sir. There's a gentleman called Ayabonga Tawe. He wanted to just quickly greet you because he's been a big fan for a very long time. Uh, He understands that justice uh, and rugby don't match. Um, So, (laughs) Ayabonga is there. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to be. You don't have to be uh, into anything uh, to know Sinatra. You know. Ah, just the, just the name itself. Paparazzi. You know, you know, Siabelo. Siabelo. You, you know, my brother, uh, it took a long time for us in province and in the Stormers to have a vrpa emnyama as a winger. So we salute you, my brother. We salute you. Um, and uh, from a long-standing Western province and Stormers fan, stay there, Papa. Stay there. Stay there. Yeah, I know. We owe you guys, eh? We owe you guys. Don't worry. We're working hard. Working hard. Please, Baba, please. Yeah. Silver way, man. Oh, but, but see, see, you know what he did? He went and bought J.J. Engelbrecht's jersey, this one, and he's coming to aye, tell aye, you all of these aye, stories. Aye, aye. You know the first, the first province jersey I wore, Marawa? <laughs> Which one The first province jersey I wore was Iches Gakobani Pop. The Bobo. Yes, yes. Chi Bobo. The Bobo. Yeah, no. The Bobo. Hopefully, hopefully in the near future, you'll get to wear my one as a Oshi. Hey, Tara. Hey, Tara. You must bring it. Just, you must bring it. Justice, do you want to say something quickly <laughs> to Siabelo before he disappears? I like the name. Sinatra. Like the name. Hey, why do you like it so much? <laughs> you know what it means. <laughs> I'm asking. No, you know what it means, Musa, in, uh, in, in Zizul. Scorer. I, I know. Ah. Y- oh, yo, you. Sh- ah. <laughs> There's multiple Sen- meanings. Sinatra. You didn't. Sinatra. Scorer. Ay. Ay. Simuzeri, Sinatra. Sinatra. Simuzeri, Sinatra. Simuzeri, Sinatra. Sinatra. Wow. That's why. <laughs> hey, Baba, you must come back for a proper show. <laughs> no, I'm coming, guys. I'm coming. I'm, coming. <laughs> I'm here with Amakesh, Baba. They love what you do, so you can only imagine. Thank you so much, man. Have a great evening and have a great, great couple of months ahead we don't know what's in store for all of us with COVID-19 but stay safe stay sanitized keep your social distance thank you so much for joining us in front of that
Thank you so much, Mr. Rob. And thank you to your listeners as well. It's been great. It's been amazing. Uh, you guys have been far too kind. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, man. Mm. Whoa. Legend mm. in the making right there. Oh, Can't speech, get better speech, than speech that. Alone, Lord. Oh, yeah, humble, Lomundu Baba. Yo! Oh! And I share COVID. I clean up. I share a mask, I share a scarf, I share a younger launch. Yeah. Senator can outrun COVID. But don't do it, Senator. Don't do it. Just sanitize. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's speed. But we know Senator can outrun COVID if he had to. Keep that speed. Keep yeah. that speed for the current. But we don't want the youth to get wrong ideas. <laughs> so let's keep to the normal, traditional way of beating the pandemic. <laughs> 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 <laughs>